0: How is dog Cara doing? She's still hanging on. You <laughs> know, she's. Not, that doesn't she's, sound that relevant. Well, honestly, an she's going to be, what, 14, 13, 14 years old already? I lost track.
1: Yeah, she's deaf. <laughs> she's and deaf. We'll, we'll throw little biscuits her way and hit her right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so she, her eyes are going. It so.
0: could be standing behind her, you <laughs> know, and she's looking for us. Oh, and like, we're standing yeah. right behind her. She doesn't know we're there until we poke her. And she's like, whoa! Oh, it's Where'd fun. you come from? It's fun. But <laughs> Listen, I feel, I feel that, Kara.
2: Like since turning forty, I feel many of those. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Known Podcast. This is season two, part two. I've missed you guys, but we are back and better than ever. We had to start out this half of the season. It's the month of love, so I wanted to bring to you some friends who have truly just excelled in this area of life. Dr. Jim and Lydia V. Hill have been doing marriage ministry for years now, and they brought so much wisdom. I cannot wait for you to hear this, so let's get into it right now now welcome back to the known podcast and today it is my extreme honor privilege and joy to welcome dear friends last season you may remember we had miss lydia Vihil on the podcast well today we brought her better half dr jim Vihil. friends welcome to the known podcast on this the month of love welcome
0: <laughs> we love this month good to be back Yay.
1: yeah and they not not her better half no. <laughs>
0: That's
2: right. That's right. We know we knew the truth. Um for those who have not met you both, can one of you give us a
0: 30-second blurb of who you are? I
1: right, babe.
0: Yeah, I guess that the responsibility lies here. So we are Jim and Lydia Vihill. And we have been married for thirty five years, Woo-hoo. and uh, have two children, which are not children anymore. Yeah, you know they're in their thirties, beautiful. And the best thing that happened to us this year is we are now grandparents. Okay, talk little, about it. Talk four about it. One month old
2: baby girl. We could
0: do the whole episode on yes.
2: granddaughter. Oh yes. my gosh! And I still think she looks like you. I see that. Thank you. I,
0: I accept that because <laughs> yeah. I think she's beautiful.
2: Right. <also>. Uh, yeah, that would be I weird. don't know yeah, about that. <laughs> um, you know we're gonna ask because it's the known podcast. How is dog Cara doing? She's still hanging on. <laughs>
0: That doesn't sound that roundabout. Honestly, she's going to be, what, 14, 13, 14 years old already? I lost track.
1: Yeah, she's (laughs) deaf. She's deaf. We'll we'll throw little biscuits her way and hit her right in the face. (laughs) So her eyes are going. It
0: could be standing behind her, you know, and she's looking for us. And like, we're standing right behind her. She doesn't know we're there until we poke her. And she's like, whoo!
1: Oh, it's Where'd fun. you come from? It's fun.
0: Listen, I feel
2: I feel that Kara. Like since turning forty, I feel many of those things. So, <laughs> 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 um, I wanted to bring you guys on today. You know, one of you guys have done the gamut of ministry roles, but one thing we just keep coming back to you with you guys is marriage. Has this always been a passion for you guys, like helping people? Find health in marriage? I mean, was your own marriage always healthy, or is this something you stumbled into, or you got married thinking, we're going to help other marriages one day?
1: That's a great question. I I think when we first began to take the ministry of marriage a little bit more serious was we were pastoring in Los Angeles, and I was, uh, Lydia would describe it as, uh, I was married to Lydia, but uh, I had... I was having an affair with the church that I was pastoring, um, and didn't realize that until I began to see some of the ramifications hmm. and thought, we need to be more intentional in wow. our marriage. So we began, eventually, we developed our own ministry of uh, married on purpose, recognizing that it's not just go with the flow, but let's be intentional, not only in nurturing our relationship, but help us, God, to be a ministry to others as well. Wow. So everything we do... We hopefully, everything we do, we want to make sure that uh, it's going to have an impact on others, not just our children, but even other folks. So kind of evolved in that way. Married
2: on purpose. I love that. You know, we have a young girl. uh, Maybe she's listening. Shout out if she is. But she was telling me she's getting married. I said, do you have any fears? And she said, no, not really. And I said, you know, when I was raised, I feel like we kept hearing, go find the one You know, and part of me doesn't even know if that's a thing, because I think you can't marry someone, stand at the altar and know how they're going to react when you get a cancer diagnosis. You can't know how they're going to react when a baby's wailing at 3 a.m. and you've already been up all night. You know, some of it there's you just have to look at each other, I think, and say intentionally, we're deciding we're going to do this. Right. I mean, is there sort of things
0: going in? Or First of all, let me ask, do you believe that there's the one? You know, it's really interesting what you were saying earlier. I I think we fool ourselves into thinking that. Mm-hmm. And I think that we also say, you know, I'm going to marry the person of my dreams. Mm. It could be the person of your nightmares you end up with. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you don't never marry the person of your dreams because that's not realistic. Yeah. You know, and it's not, um, you know, you have to go, and as mm-hmm. Jim mentioned early on, you know, I think he was the one that God had yeah. for me. But I don't, you know, that's a whole theologi- theological, theological, right. you know, Jim can speak to that, you know, <laughs> theology, you know. But mm-hmm. I feel like the Lord does have a plan for your life, yes. and we make choices, as as, as He's given yeah. us free will, we yeah. make the choices, and and um, but I feel like the steps of the righteous are ordered that's of God. Good. So. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's I think good. I think uh, it becomes God's will that person when you kneel at the altar and mm. say to God. I, till death do I, do we point, wow. that God says, okay, this is it. Yes. G- 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 there could have been hundreds of other, other good-looking men Lydia could have chosen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hundreds, hundreds, uh, right? Yeah, I wish you could see her face and, and right and now. in all yeah. honesty, <laughs> m-
1: much, much smarter, much Aww. better looking, all, all the, but, And had she made that choice, if it was a wise choice, a good guy, going the same direction, right. and she made that choice, if she made that commitment of a covenant with God then that was God's choice for her. It's I love it's, that. it's not a matter of... Because here's what happens. You begin to wonder, yes. oh, did I? is this the right one? Yeah. we've had, I think, of one individual who, unfortunately, they were pastoring. She left her husband because in the midst of their marriage, she realized, oops, this fella that began to attend their church, oh, no. he was really the one. Oh, and she had... <laughs> She had uh, dis- made the decision <laughs> prematurely oh and gosh. left her husband because of that. There's some theological problems with yeah. like this.
2: Well, first of all, we always say <clears throat> God's will is never going to contradict his word. Yeah, so, good. I mean, on a, yeah. the simplest of levels, ma'am, you know, <laughs> I sure. don't think God's ever going to say, yeah, 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 jump out on your marriage, but right. gracious. I, I love that you say that once you do make that decision, I think uh, when I think back to my own wedding, and I'm married almost 20 years, but I think like, gosh, the thing that surprised me was it felt holy, and, like, yeah. I anticipated emotion, yeah. but saying vows felt very holy, and that shocked me. It felt like a spiritual moment. I did not anticipate that, but I had never, proudly aside from accepting the Lord, made a covenant with someone, you yeah, know, and that's yeah. a big, heavy deal, yeah. So I love that you kind of say that same thing because I think we used to stress. If I, what if this isn't the one? What if I'm missing? And God's not cruel. I don't think He's dangling your will, His will for you, in yeah. front of your life. I think sometimes it's logical. Sometimes it is. <laughs> you know, are, it, do you think there's little um, maybe questions that people can avoid these red flags to mm-hmm. not wind up in a marriage where they wake up one morning and say, "Oh, this was not this was not it." What are your What do you feel like are the go to? Sort of assessments or things people should be asking themselves while dating. Well, there's so much out
0: there. I mean, know? sound engineer
2: Ricky is dating, by the way. This is all this, this is, is all, all geared to him, yeah, right, and Ricky.
0: <laughs> there's so much out there. You know, there's. I mean, if you want assessments and you want this and that, there's so much more. But I think one of the and, and Jim can you know has been doing premarital counseling and and that's his focus. Um, you know his his much of his focus and there's. Uh, I don't know that there's an answer to what is the best, but what yeah. we do here in the church is really interesting, mm. and I feel like it's setting people up. You know, there's a there's a strategy mm. for to set them up to to success, for yeah. to succeed. And I think it's really important that the churches mm. develop what's going to work, and don't let these couples just figure it out on their own. I think we have a responsibility yeah. to nurture those marriages because those marriages, you know, are going to influence the life of the church. Yes. I I think it it really is important for the church to – I would encourage if there's any church listening, what is the path to success that you're setting down for your couples? That's good. That's really good.
2: What about that person who did wake up and find themselves in a marriage where they go, this probably never should have happened. Is it salvageable?
1: I I think – from my own experience of uh, counseling other marriages, I I think every marriage is salvageable. Mm -hmm. If we have a God who's redeeming (laughs) – God saw all of the mistakes that I've made, mm-hmm. and He's still very consistent, very loyal, very forgiving, very gracious. And he asks us to do the same. There's wounds. It doesn't mean that that decision to, to stay is going to be easy, Yeah, um, but I have seen some Horrible situations where it's been remedied, and wonderful things have happened. Great testimony because of that, Um, but but the key to that, there's got to be a a commitment on both sides. Um, To what degree are we willing to make this work, and and how are we? how's that dynamic working out? A, a husband and wife coming together for, for counseling, say, and she's pointing the finger at him to fix right. him. He's, he's an issue. Right. He's, he's a jerk or he's right. whatever. She she labels 666 <laughs> on his forehead. Well, his response is going to be to just defend himself. And marriage cannot su- succeed if it's self-focused. Wow. If, if an individual is self-focused, they're not going to fight for the marriage. Wow. But if you're attacking somebody, my natural response is to do that. Mm. But if it's, okay... It's not that I hate him, but I hate what he has done. I mm. hate the behavior. I hate whatever it is. <clears throat> but then, if that's the case, then the husband doesn't have to be defensive. Yeah. Then you can come alongside. So let's work on that behavior that happened that that wounded you. Yeah. Uh, so I think a part of it is how do we how do we the right steps to remedy the hurt, mm. the frustration. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes people aren't mature enough yeah. or ready enough to make that, or perhaps not whole enough yeah. to make that decision.
0: We, we often get called into or, or referred couples that are in trouble or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And one of the first questions that I, because we've done this so, so much, that if the couples come to us, my first question to them is, what outcome are you looking for? Ah. Because if one or two of you or yeah. both of you or whatever are not looking to yeah. reconcile, are not looking to become the couple that God ordained you to be, okay then we're not going to get there. That's good. So what is it that you want? Why are you, you know, I want to help you, but I don't want to help you if you don't want to be helped. That's good. I've seen that
2: too where it's like, Hey, it really, at the end of the day, does take two, uh, you know, and we, yeah, of course, believe yeah. stay faithful. We talk about long obedience in the same direction. I mean, pray. I know folks in the church who are praying for a spouse to come to know the Lord for mm-hmm. years and years, keep praying, you know, but at the end of the day, too, you have to both want to fix right. the thing. Yeah. Um, what about our single listeners? So if it can be the month of love, that can be not as fun for everybody. Sure, sure. Um, that's why I love Galentine's Day. By the yes. way, I started really celebrating <laughs> that. I love girlfriends. I love hanging out. I love... Telling my friends I love them. But um, what about those who are single, who are sort of waiting on that moment? Are there, you know, is it, I think the tendency is for them to feel like, what am I doing wrong? Or what am I mm. not doing? Is there a formula to to finding that person? Is there, is it that? Is it that they're not doing something? Or is it simply
0: timing is everything? I think the formula, first of all, would be to understand that you don't need another person to complete you. Hmm. To understand to find your identity in Christ mm-hmm. first and foremost. Yeah. Because you're gonna find that even if you do find that person, yeah, they're not gonna complete you. Mm-mm. Not in the sense that you're looking for. Yeah. You know, so I would encourage those young people to stay the course. Yeah. And 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 first of all, trust the Lord for what is happening and, and don't do things because you're lonely.
2: Yeah. Don't wow. get
0: into relationships because you feel like you know, I need this. You don't need a person to make you whole. Mm. Of course, it's wonderful. It's easier said than done, right? I have my husband sitting here next to me, but I've been there. You know, I remember staying at home Friday nights and not having a boyfriend. All my friends were out (laughs) dating and doing whatnot, and I'm sitting at home. But I chose that because I refused to Mm. compromise my standards, and I was waiting for that one person that was going to be you know, uh, to to have those commonalities with me, I could have dated a yeah. lot of people, but yeah. I just felt like why? Absolutely, you know, I need to have that compatibility, and it's it's lonely, yeah, and it's it's hard, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It was worth the wait. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And find community in the meantime. Exactly. You know, um, if you go, well, I'm not invited to parties. Throw a party. You know, yes. I'm a massive gatherer. I'm a massive mm-hmm. people person. But I will throw a party for anything. Oh, the we're gonna watch a movie tonight. It's a party. Oh, we're gonna. It's Valentine's Day. Let's have a party. You know, I I think that's the key. There is, I think we've all seen in moments of desperation where we thought I'm gonna go do this, and I know it's not the right person for me, but then. Like you said, what are you anticipating the outcome of that going to be? Because it's not going to work out. I think we've all probably had those
0: moments, and those yes, you don't want to regret. You don't want to live you with regrets, regret. and then say, "Oh, if only I should have, I should have just stayed the course it, and absolutely. realized." You know that.
1: I think and Lydia brought this up that the for me the main issue would be identity. Um, if you feel like your identity is going to be complete when you get the other you're going to be disappointed. Yes. And in fact, that's also going to be unfair <clears throat> to them, the, the other person, because you're going to be falling in love with a uh, an idea mm-hmm. or an ideal of what right. that is and not the real person. Right. Uh, and that's not a real relationship. He's going to be just a, an accessory to your life that <laughs> adds the identity. Yeah. Um, if my identity is in Christ, my identity is even in community, I, I think that in and of itself... Creates a character that is appealing Hmm. for whoever the fella is out there. Uh, That there's a a healthier perspective of identity rather than, I need a man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think, too, like, where are you putting yourself? You know, like, I I think, girls, well, I was out, you know, this weekend, and I was in the club. And it's like, well, then who are you looking to
1: find? (laughs) Who do you think
2: is going to be there? I think there's no correct formula per se. But I just think in the meantime, if you, um anything you get so focused on just will not come to fruition because you're obsessive, you're focusing. It's, it's like that with most of life. You know, be this my dreams, be this my career goals once I submit to the Father. And I just say, Lord, yeah. not my will. It's okay to pray for what you want. But even when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, but not my will, but yours be done. I mean, and it's just such, a, um, such an interesting thing. We see, um, we, just, we see this, and you have probably seen this as well, couples coming in that were like, please, there's better things, worse things than being alone. And I'll tell you, a bad and crumbling marriage can be one of those. I would tell people all day, oh, please have the courage to break this off now. Because, you know, even engaged couples, I've seen engaged couples break it off. And I think, how brave? Because yep. you realize yep. that ending it now, even though that's hard, you may have already had your shower. You may have already mm-hmm. had the gifts. You may have already been changing your name and address. But it is so hard to break apart a marriage one day. And it, it is so much better to to break it off knowing, hey, you know what? I'd rather be alone than be with. With the wrong person, yeah,
0: and unfortunately, we've 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 had couples, and Jim has done most of the counseling, obviously premarital counseling, and there there have been couples that he has cautioned them, yeah, and said, "I would think twice." Oh boy, I bet they took that well. <laughs> well, some of them did. Some of them went ahead and got married, and now hmm. they, you know, come back. Oh, you were right. Yeah, you know, wow, you were right. They just, you know, because on the other side, you know, it's harder to, and some marriages have. Broken apart. Yeah. If only they had listened to the wisdom that the Holy Spirit had has given hmm. Jim, because it wasn't his wisdom. You know, we yeah. strongly believe that the Holy Spirit guides us. Yes. And I'm sitting there sometimes listening to couples, and I they pour it all out, and I'm thinking, Oh Lord, I don't know what to say to them. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit, speak to me today, because yes. it's gonna have to be you. Yes. You know. Yeah. What can a
2: uh, couple, be it dating, married, married a long time, newly married, struggling. To, to end on today, we always want to end it back with the Lord. What can we do as believers that makes our marriages, because sadly it felt like in years past statistics coming out of the church weren't saying our marriages were lasting longer, but I do feel like as Christians we could have an advantage if we truly you know, put God at the center, but what, what are things as believers we can do that help us go the distance?
1: That's good. Um, I, I think we can probably come up with – different ideas, but the first thing that comes to my mind, and it, it is general enough of, I would call it more of a of a template or paradigm, that if we put our marriage in this template, we're going to be strong. Uh, yeah. Scripture says where there is no vision, uh, the people perish. Well, if I could tweak it just a bit, I would say where there is no marital vision, hmm. the marriage fails. That's good. Um, and a part of that is, and we, in terms of being married on purpose, first of all, suggest that we're not just here for ourselves there is a goal we have in mind and so what we'll do is we'll we'll have uh, we'll, we'll get away we'll, we'll discuss our what are our our uh, six months goal what are our, our five years goal goals whatever the question I'll ask couples oftentimes is, five years from now, what do you want people to say about your marriage? Okay. Uh, if they were to elbow each other and whisper uh, it, it, in complimentary terms, what would they say? About, what would you want them to say? Um, what are you doing about it then? What are some very specific things on a daily basis? And so what we'll do, and we have done it in a while, is um, every six months we'll get away. We'll say, okay, these are our 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 goals for the last six months. How are we doing with those? And it should show up in our calendar. It should show up it's in our, our checkbook. It should, in, in our interactions, that, okay, what are we doing? We're going to invest in this, but how does that fit into our, our goals that we want? Um, as, because as, as, here's, unfortunately, I think when couples don't have goals in terms of what do we, where do we want to grow as a couple? Life itself is going to slowly, sort of an undercurrent, is slowly going to move them mm. to a place where they never wanted to in the yes. first place. I've had, I've, I mention this oftentimes in premarital counseling. I'll tell couples, remind them that I've had, oh, Well, over 100 couples that I've interacted with Mm. in premarital counseling, and had I told each one of them, five years from now, you're going to divorce, they'd (laughs) be offended. Yes. And yet, that's what Mm. happened to some of them. The reason was... Um, certain undercurrents hmm. subtly moved them away because they didn't have a, an intentionality of where we want to go and grow. So spiritually, I want to grow in this direction. We right. want to grow in this way. We want to grow in our intimacy. We want to grow in our communication. Yes. We want to grow in w- whatever the issue is. Um, can we do this together? When it's not just that he has her goals, personal goals. He she has her, her goals and his goals, but as a couple. We are doing this together. Um, I think that strengthens the loyalty, commitment, vision. And when you, it describes this of Jesus um, the hope set before him, Hmm. the joy set before him, he endures the cross. There's a goal that Christ had that says, I'm going to make it through the hard time because I know what's on the other side of what I want and what's going to happen. I think as couples begin to see this is it, this is what we want, it gives them the momentum and creativity even to move forward.
0: And we call it putting it you know, getting out of automatic. Mm. You know. We have an automatic car that takes us, we don't even have to think right. about it. Auto-pilot. We just get yeah. in, it's <laughs> autopilot. But, you know, there is another I don't know if they still have them anymore where it's the stick shift. You know, you have to <laughs> yeah. think about where to put all the <laughs> yeah. you know, so we think put your mm. get out of automatic pilot. Okay. Get out of auto and think through the steps in your marriage. Think about your marriage. Otherwise it becomes commonplace. It I becomes we mm-hmm. just become roommates. I love that. I no. love
2: that. Wow. That's a uh, that's a word, be it for our marriage, be it for a lot of things in our life, being intentional about that and not just letting life happen to us. I, I love that so much. I could talk to you guys about it all day, uh, but I want to let you go in time. But I, I just want to thank you guys for being with us because uh, I think one of the great you know testimonies we have to the world as believers can be our marriages and why are they lasting when other ones are falling apart if we put jesus at the center this can truly be the testimony but to do that we're gonna have to be married on purpose so dr jim and lydia thank you for being with us you are welcome here anytime our Our people love you thank you thanks for inviting us thank you and we'll be right back with more of the gnome podcast well, that's it for this week's episode of The Known Podcast. My special, special thanks to Dr. Jim and Lydia Hill for bringing their incredible wisdom to us. If you want more from them, more from Known, or just anything else, you can find us on Instagram at KnownLadies. We're always here for you. We wanna help and resource you in any way we can. And listen, friends, never forget that you are known and loved by God. We'll see you next week.